Yeah. The Flathead's only local sports talk show, The Knock on Sports, six to eight weeknights, only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. It has been a very busy 72 hours for this gentleman as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. It is Colton Poole, the sports editor at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, as he has been covering what's been going on at Montana State with the coaching changes for the last month with Coach Jeff Choate. Welcome to the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. It is Colton. Colton, great to chat with you. Hope you're doing well on this Monday, my man. Yeah, doing well. Like you say, pretty pretty busy the last few days. But yeah, how are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what, Colton, uh, I'm doing great because the Bucks are playing in the Super Bowl, so my week is covered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, Colton, Friday night, I'm broadcasting a basketball game. I start seeing news breaking. Uh, you're talking about it. You're tweeting about it. And Jeff Choate is going to Texas to be the coach there, leaving Montana State. First off, let me just get your thoughts about covering Jeff Choate's trail this last month. Obviously, a hot commodity. His name was really attached to that uh, Boise State job. Was one of the two strongest candidates, obviously. But uh, what's it been like, you know, covering him while he was attractive candidate for Boise State, and then it sounds like he's going to stay here, and then all of a sudden now he's going to Texas. Right. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You know, about a month ago when it was revealed that Brian Harson would be leaving for Auburn from Boise State. Uh, Jeff Cho was an immediate strong candidate for that job, and, and that was something that I had thought well before Harson had left, that as soon as that job was open, uh, Cho would want would to shoot for that job. That was always something that seemed right along his sort of career trajectory. But then when that didn't happen, it seemed like Cho wasn't going to actively seek out other jobs that, you know, he said publicly when I asked him during their press conference when they said that they weren't going to play a full Big Sky Spring schedule that, that you know, he was, he was flattered that Boise State wanted to talk to him, but he, there was plenty of reasons for him to stay in Bozeman. And then days later, he departs for Texas. So... And you, you, you kind of mentioned this, too, that I think as soon as his name was tied to the Boise State head coaching vacancy, that he was suddenly on the radar for a lot of SBS programs for a coordinator job. And, you know, when, when Boise State decided to hire Oregon defensive coordinator Andy Avalos instead of Choate, I think he said, I need one more step in order to reach the ultimate goal of being an FBS head coach. And so this Texas job made a lot of sense for him, and and especially the ties that he has just to the the coaches there, and yeah, so it was certainly surprising that the timing is certainly interesting, but um, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for for where Choate wants to go. Colton, I'm, I'm curious on this. Was, was is Coach Cho? Was there a rift between him and the administration? Because obviously, and I know Big Sky Conference controls more of that about whether or not they could actually play football. Was there a rift with him, or was this purely just, hey, this is an opportunity I can't pass up? I think it was mostly that. I mean, 
you, you look at it's it's a power five coordinator job, which he's been a special teams coordinator, but hasn't been a defensive coordinator. I believe he's only ever been a position coach at the FBS level, and the pay was substantially more estimated to be three times at least what he's going to be make what he was making at MSU, and yeah, I, I I think it was just an opportunity too big to pass up. I from people that I've talked to, I detect no rift within the administration. In fact. If there's any problems Choate had on in terms of uh, officials, I, I think he had more of a problem with the Big Sky Conference office uh, in, in not just you know MSU in particular. Hmm. I think his problem was that you know Big Sky football at the time he thought it was a good idea to postpone to the spring from last fall, but then as other conferences like the Big Ten and Pac-12 decided to reverse course and and play last fall. I think he wanted the big guy to do the same, and then it didn't. And then, and then also something he mentioned about the big guy schedule that it came out with in, in MSU was going to start its spring schedule in late February, that the coaches were never really consulted on how things would be rolled out and when they would start to play. And, and, and so I, I think that frustrated him a little bit. I don't think it was... It might have been a factor, but I don't think it was a major factor in terms of of him wanting to leave. I just think, and he said this on Saturday during his press conference as well, virtually with with local media, that it was just too good of an opportunity for him to pass up. Colton, he did talk to the media, as you just mentioned, and I'm, and I don't know, maybe I, I'm not in on too many of those calls, but at the same time, it did seem odd. I don't know how many coaches that leave a job actually come back and do a, a press conference or a Zoom meeting, which you guys have been doing right, doing lately. But the fact that he did that and you guys had a chance to talk to him, what did you take away mostly from him and what he had to say during that press conference? Yeah, you, you're right. It was strange. I I was almost surprised when, when I learned that the press conference was happening about an hour before it happened. I... I, a thought ran through my mind that he was deciding to not go anywhere, and that's why he wanted to clear the air. But no, he revealed that he was indeed leaving. And and the the main takeaway I thought was how much he was in this decision. And you know, for us non coaches, you know, working class people, you know, pay raises are good. Mm-hmm. Like job, better jobs in a, in better places at more prestigious. Workplaces, that's good. That's a no-bringer. But he was really torn on this, and I think that's because he loved Montana State a lot. I think he loved being a head coach and being able to uh, shape a program in his vision and implement the things that he wanted uh, and and be the final decision-maker in everything that happened with the program. And I also think he loved Montana State specifically. I think he loved the state. I think he he loved how he dominated uh, the rivalry series with the Grizz when he was here. And and I think he loved a lot of things about it. And you know, he mentioned during the press conference that he always felt supported by administration from uh, Montana State athletic director Leon Costello, President Wadad Cruzado. I think specifically from MSU, I think he felt supported and that was evidenced by them now raising the money for their new athletic facility. So this was clearly a problem that was on the right path and that's a lot due to Choate. But I, I, I sincerely think that he, he would have liked to, in a perfect world, um, maybe seen this out a, a little bit further. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
when the Texas Longhorns call and offer you a coordinator job, I think that's, that is tough to say no to. Yeah, no question about that. I don't blame him. And I would have to say, I think Bobcats fans understand. It stings, obviously. You don't want to see your coach leave. You love the fact that uh, your head coach is dominating your rival and you've got a 4-0 record against them and a four-game winning streak. But at the same time, I have to think that fans understand it stings, but at the same time want the best because he did do a lot of great things uh, for Montana State. It's not just a 4-0 record against the Grizz, but at the same time, building a great culture uh, at Montana State, bringing in good players and uh, doing a great job and and making that program relevant once again as a top-10 program and a top-10 team in the national rankings. Exactly, especially when you look at where the program was when he took over after uh, the the exit of Rob Ash, you know the, the the Bobcats were I believe four and seven their first year with Choate in 2016, mm-hmm. and of course the, that year ends with the the win over the Grizz. But the, ever since then, the the program has taken one step up, one step up. I, I believe they were five and six in year two. And then they were seven and four during the regular season in 2018, and made the playoffs. And then they made the semifinals, the national semifinals, for the first time in 35 years. So you know there was a clear um, path and step-by-step um, blueprint that showed had implemented. And yeah, you, you you're just you're, you're exactly right that you know fans love that that now all of a sudden Montana is relevant or Montana State is relevant and, and a, and a good program. And, and one, and tell you what, whoever decides to be the next head coach, this is an appealing spot for those who want to be an FCS head coach. Um, and so, yeah, I, I and showed always talked about this, that always, always wanting to leave places better than he found it. And I, I think he did exactly that in Bozeman. Right now we are with Colton Poole, the sports editor at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, as we're talking about what's been going on at Montana State the last 72 hours. And uh, Colton, before we dive into what's next for Montana State, a possible move, it seems like, that could have been for Montana State was looking to Kane Ione. At the same time, Friday night, it was being reported uh, that Kane Ione could possibly go to Boise State. What's the latest on that situation as news has broken in the last couple hours? Right, exactly that. Kane Ione is officially headed to Boise State to become a co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach. And you're talking about Friday, the news of Choate going to Texas almost simultaneously happened when Ione wanted to go to Boise State to take that job. And I think the, the matter became a little bit more complex when Choate decided to leave to Texas because that leaves another option for Ione, who would have been an ideal candidate for Montana State. They want to they stay on the path that they're on right now. And a big part of that, and Chode even said this during Saturday's press conference, is, is maintaining a lot of the coaching staff. And there's, there's really good coaches on this staff and on it for the position coaches. And I, I think Ione would have been a really clear-cut favorite to keep the program in, the, in this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's kind of the same instance where does Ione want to stay at the program he's at, he's been at for most of his coaching career and where he was a four-time All-American safety, or does he want to take things to the next level and be, be a coordinator at an FBS school and not just an FBS school, but one that's in the group of five and, and at the Mountain West and, and is 
one of the top 20 programs in the country usually and a place that is n- not necessarily easy but there there's a lot of things in place for Ione to succeed there and take his career even further beyond that so i i think that's that's a big part of why Ione Ione wanted to continue to pursue that Boise State option is because um i i think that there there is a good trajectory for him in taking this position. Now, I think it was also an appealing spot for him to want to stay, obviously, at his alma mater and someplace that he loves and has grown plenty of relationships and and his home state as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think um, I, I think that Boise State job, same with Choate, it was just too good to pass up. Colton, how big a blow is this for Montana State in terms of where their program's at? I mean, I know they, I mean, we've already heard that potentially the roster could change. Greg Filer already entering the transfer portal. It, it seems it would be likely that there at least be a couple more players that maybe do the same and enter uh, the transfer portal. But at the same time, the fact that now Montana State not only loses their head coach, loses possibly their number one option to replace him, uh, what does this mean for Montana State going forward? Yeah, now it. it Exactly right. I, there's a little bit of uncertainty moving forward, and and yeah, other than I own, there's not. There are a couple coaches that I think that could succeed as a head coach, but I don't think, in terms of the MSU administration, that they think that there's a clear cut uh, head coach to promote. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so with that said, you, it's probably going to be an external hire, and obviously, the last time that MSU made an external hire. It was Choate, and it was a home run hire. So there's, in as I said before, Montana State is an appealing place to be a head coach. As the case was with Choate, he wanted to be in the FBS, and he and he wanted to round out his resume and get that head coaching experience. Now he has it. Now he can get that next uh, that next role and round out his resume more as a defensive coordinator in the Power Five. However, um, that being said, the the next hire there's gonna there's gonna be good candidates, and um, it's it's unclear exactly who will take this job mm-hmm. or who will be interested and who wants to sort of take that same step, that same leap, and try to um, and try to get that head coaching experience. But um, like I say, I, I think. No matter who it is, it's it's going to be a, a coach that um, you know has uh, some really good experience and is um, believed to be to be one who could continue this uh, culture, as you mentioned, and, and maintain it here at MSU. Cole, let me get your thoughts on this. I mean, I know Leon Costello, he's done a great job in terms of the hires he has made. It's really working out. You look at Montana State men's basketball right now with what uh, the Bobcats are doing under Coach Sprinkle uh, and other programs as well. Uh, but looking at this program going forward, what do you think is the top priority on this that checklist that Leon Costello possibly has? Is it going to be the X's and O's, uh, being able to develop a quarterback, something that Jeff Choate struggled with in his four years if he had to find one weakness? Uh, or is it you know finding a guy that has a very similar brand in terms of building a great culture, bringing in good football players, bringing in guys that buy in as well? Because one of the things that was Choate's strength was, and from what I've heard, was his honesty, not only with his players, but with the media uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And knowing Leon, I think that is going to be a huge priority is is 
uh, hiring a head coach who will establish a program that that players want to play for that and and that is kind of cyclical almost that you know if you create a place that players want to come to then you're going to be able to recruit good talent and if you have good talent then you win and 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 so i i think that's going to be priority number 1 is hiring a coach who has either been part of a winning culture or has helped establish a winning culture and yeah i i think that's exactly right that um you know that that's something that Choate has done and and i've wrote extensively about this that one of Choate's strengths was building relationships with his players and because he earned the trust of his players and they were motivated to play hard for him because they didn't want to let him down knowing how much work and effort he put into them. So I, I, I that, that all kind of, it, it all is comes back to the same thing of that, that word culture that you know, gets thrown around a lot in, in college sports and college media or college football media. Um, but it, for the case of MSU, it, it was absolutely true. And, um, and, and I think, that's something that Leon Costello is going to want to continue to do and continue to prioritize. Right now we're with Colton Poole, sports editor for the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Uh, Colton, my final question for you is this. Obviously we know the Big Sky Conference released today their adjusted schedule because a couple of teams already decided to opt out of the spring schedule, including Montana State and Montana. Now, because they're doing a head coaching search, it was talked about that we might see at least two games in the spring for the Bobcats at some point. Now, because Schultz leaving and they obviously have to find a coach, do we see any games you think in the spring or is our first action of, of Montana State football going to have to wait till the fall? That is that is my feeling. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to iron out those details with anybody I know within the program, but I think it would make a lot of sense to, you know, because it's especially because it's going to likely be an external candidate to be the next head coach. I think it would make a lot of sense for the program to, you know, when, whenever they do find someone, likely within the next few days, they're going to want to make a hire, uh, according to people I've talked to. Once they do that, they're going to want that coach to form relationships with the other coaches, form relationships with the players, and and even that's hard to do during the coronavirus pandemic because you know you can't just gather everyone in the same room and meet them face to face and and talk you know as as you normally would. So it's going to be a lot of Zoom meetings, and so that's not exactly favorable. And so I, I in my Feeling, knowing what I know, but not having talked to anyone directly about this, I I would speculate that it's unlikely that MSU plays any official spring games. Now, there'll probably be some spring ball, some spring practices, I would guess, maybe a, a scrimmage like they did during the fall. But I, yeah, I think it would make more sense for MSU to, to wait on playing any games until um, the fall this year Colton if people want to follow your work and the latest on this situation how can they do that yeah so you can follow me on Twitter at Seapool Reporter or follow uh, everything we do on our website bozemandailychronicle.com and yeah we'll, we've been reporting on this just put up a story on Ione going to Boise State officially as well as other coverage um, covering the, the departure of Choate 
Uh, our reporter, Paul Schwedelson, just did a story about the most memorable moments under Choate's tenure. And yeah, so we've, we've been, been covering this pretty extensively, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of the work that we've done. So yeah, uh, for those listening, check it out. Colton, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well, my man. Really do. Uh, you have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait. Thanks for the time.